Welcome back to Threat Level Podcast, the podcast where we talk about The Office and things completely unrelated to The Office at the beginning and the end of the episode. Um, before we get started, I'd like to get a little closer to you guys in the closest way to get... The best way to get close to somebody is to talk about music. And so I have a game for you to play. I like to play this game um, with people... Eargasms, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> If you will. Will you? <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I forgot to intro who we're here. Uh, who's here? Um, I'm Justin. Uh, I'm here with Bethany. Hello. And Jamie. Hey. Uh, so, back to music. Um, this isn't going to be a discussion of your favorite albums. So the game can get pretty hard and pretty long. And That's so we're going to be... Oh, it's now tied into the office. So we're going to play an abbreviated version of it. So the game is you have to think of five albums that not just that you love. Wait, five? We're playing the abbreviated version. We're only going to think of one. Okay. Two. Two. Two? You want to do two for this podcast? Jamie, are you ready for two? Uh, I can come up with two, yeah. Okay, so... You have to... the, The full version of the game is you have to think of five albums, not just that you love, but there can't be... A single song on it that you don't like. So cover to cover, you have to like every single song on this album. Okay. Um, so to give you like a like a, an answer that wouldn't count, like I love, um, welcome Interstate Manager. That's mm-hmm. the first word for it. Yeah, welcome Interstate Managers. It's a Fountains of Wayne album. Um, but there is oh. just this one song that has this like this like it's called it's just peace and love and hippie crap we and, and i just <laughs> love peace i hate we peace. are very I much against love. that <laughs> uh and like i can't stand that song every other song if on that album born hate i would love it <laughs> <laughs> uh even like even stacy's mom i'm fine with but every every oh. other song mm-hmm. on that album is <laughs> <laughs> i mean oh. jamie may not be fine with me. oh mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, she does have it going on. All the songs on that album are great, mm-hmm. except for Peace and Love. Okay. Anyway, that one doesn't count because there is one song on it that I don't like. Okay. Um, so, so if you guys name any albums that have any songs on it that I don't like, <laughs> they don't count. That's pretty much the way this game goes. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> I don't respect that. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we can get started. Um. Jamie, go first. Okay. Uh, so we're naming both. Let's do one album at a time. Yeah, do one at a time. Okay. Wait, do we have to say why we love it? Because sometimes it's an inexplainable. Reason. I don't think. I think that it I being inexplainable, inexplicable, inexplicable can be a like a reason. Like like there's no like the part of the reason why we like music. Like you can't explain why. Right. Yeah. It's like, how can you explain what it's like to feel happy? And sometimes like sometimes it's like not even worth it to try to explain because I can never give you the feeling that I am having. Right. Which is fair. Yeah. Which is but why that we have way, music. That's yeah, why we exactly. don't just talk to each other. And then, dear listeners, you can go and listen to that album and feel the feelings for Ooh, yourself. We should put like links in the description. <gasps> Yeah, that's yes. what we do. Someone remind so, me to oh, do so that. So in addition, in addition to the album, then give a single to put in the description. Oh, oh no, shit. I can't do it. I can't do it. I won't do it. A single. You have to. I can't and I won't. You can name one song. No. If they're all good, you can pick one of them. Okay, I can pick one of one, but I literally oh my cannot God. pick okay. a song. Oh, this, this is one. tough. If you do not pick a song, I don't like this. You're out of I the podcast. I don't like the shadow dropping rules. <laughs> Are you trying to pigeon? Idea. Are you pigeonholing, dear Bethany? He is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Why I think he might be James. 
<laughs> okay. Um, uh, okay, I, so Jamie, I'm ready what's your first this? one? Okay, so my first album is uh, the Bright Eyes album, I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. There is, for me, no song on this that is not amazing. It's always been part of my road trip playlist. It's always been something I listen to if I'm feeling like happy, if I'm feeling a bit sad. There are songs that kind of have like different feelings for for all the different, you know, emotions one may be experiencing. And it's also one of the very first albums that I ever really got into back before I really knew what my musical taste was. Um, so yeah, I absolutely How love How old were you when you album. when you listened to it? I think I must have been I want to say I was a f- freshman in high school or maybe maybe eighth grade i can't remember so you were like 14 i guess so yeah 13 14 so yeah i love this album and for me like i could listen to this always and i would never get bored with it i i have this i have this ongoing theory okay uh, where there's like this age in your life and i think in my like my my average is 14 like uh when, whenever i have these conversations with people about bands that they like have loved since they were a kid and will like always love yeah so i have this i have this this theory that when you're around 14 you go through this period where music starts to matter to you yeah and like you actively seek out music of your own and whatever you're listening to at that time is like what sticks with you for the Mm -hmm. most part i can Um, see that my age is definitely 17 um, I read an article about this, about how that's oh. true. Oh, There's, really? Yeah, it's an article about like why we stop listening to music after the, our, t- our teenage years. Oh. I don't, I'm, para- I'm paraphrasing the title. And it's because as a teenager, your emotions are so heightened. Everything oh. means so much more yeah. to you. And like, yeah. it is. like Everything is such either like super dramatic or just like you're in love and you're <laughs> so intensely in love. For and, sure. Like, you yeah. know, and, and the music that comes with those moments in time just like really stick with you yeah. i can see that for sure definitely um so jamie yeah uh from what is it about eyes <laughs> <laughs> the band is bright eyes but i'm it's... wide awake it's morning yeah. i'm wide awake it's morning that's what i was thinking yeah. wide awake i'm thinking of eyes uh <laughs> so and also bright eyes so you want to make it real difficult for me. <laughs> so you want a sample song a good yeah. song. Oh, I hate you. oh my One god more. okay i know um, Okay, I am going to say on this album, track number five, called Train Underwater, that is the one I'm going to um, suggest. It's coincidentally also the longest song, so (laughs) that way you can have like a full feel and see. Like if you could stand the longest song, then surely shorter ones are good. And um, yeah, I'll say Train Underwater, although all of them are so good, but yeah. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Uh, So... So that is my first Bethany, album. let's shoot it over to you. All right. My first album is The Charm of the Highway Strip by The Magnetic Fields. Oh. And okay. it is the only Magnetic Fields album where I like every single song. Every nice. single song. And, like, if it weren't for Justin changing the CD in my car, like, this is the one that would always be <laughs> in my... Like, it's it's all about just... It's all about the road, the open road at night. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's driving. my favorite time. Yes, I know. And, like... Um, back when you weren't afraid of deer. Yes, like back when I used to just go out for night drives. It was yeah. just a thing I did. And now, like, I'm scared to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if living in a city made me afraid or what. Like, what happened? I think deer, though, really. Yeah. Deer, deer is, 
it's a strange thing to think about, like, especially when you live in a city normally and then you're trying to drive on back roads and stuff. Like, I remember in high school, I used to, in early college, I cruised through back roads, like, going 80. Oh, my gosh. I would drive, yeah, I would drive, like, 80 <clears throat> or 90 miles an hour. Oh, my God. On the, and, I, like, I think back to it now and I'm like, what was I thinking? I know. And now I'm yeah. like, I could never. I, I also, like, whenever I go home, because it's so damn rural, I'm like, this is a deer trap. I'm going to hit something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, okay, so Open Road, Highway. So is this an album that you discovered around, like, 17? Or do yes. you remember? Okay. Yeah. Do you know what you were doing when you discovered this album? Um, no, I don't. But, like, I had a friend who gave me my entire music case. Yeah. Oh, me too. Um, Andrew Snyder gave me my music, and I will forever be I'll grateful be. for this person, because, like, literally my entire... Save from, like, my next album and a couple of other, like, pop-punk-type bands. Yeah. Which probably Justin, like, kind of made me love. Uh-huh. But, like, he gave me my, like, most meaningful music uh, library. I hear you. What? I think we all have, like, one person who sort of contributes to that. For me, it was yeah. it was my friend Dominique. She really, like, <laughs> you know, introduced me to my all of my musical taste, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> For me, it was my friend Dominic. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, Another who, race. interestingly enough, yeah. uh, Bethany and I still have never seen in person. Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? Oh, was this like met, a forum friend? Yeah, we met him on the same forum that I met Bethany on, oh. um, and he lives in California. You should uh, totally like road trip to Cali and see him. Whenever when we do go out to California, like that is absolutely on the list of things to do. Yeah. Um, like, there's no way I can go all the way across the country and not see Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. There are two songs on this album that really stick out, and I want people to listen to both of them. Can't I do that? Yes, yeah. you can do that. Okay. But you should say the one that they should listen to first, first, because if they only listen to one. I would say listen to Long Vermont Roads first, and Long, then okay. Long Vermont Roads, and then the second is Born on a Train. There, It's all about, like, basically, okay, it ties into the Office episode a lot. Running away <laughs> from just like, yeah, running away from your hometown or being like somebody who works on the road and drives long hours and just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. There's a line that says the roads don't love you and they still won't pretend to. Um, oh. But like, because when you're feeling lonely and you want to run away, it's nice to even feel lonelier knowing that the roads don't even love you. <laughs> Because <laughs> for some reason, when I'm sad, I want to listen to very sad music. No, I hear you. Well, because yeah, it's a my... commiserating sort of thing. You're like, this person knows how I feel. and My mom used to be like, my mom used to like want to take Elliot Smith away from me. <laughs> like she was like, you are getting like way too depressed. And she, I remember listening to the album with her in the car. And by the way, she loved it. But she got a little <laughs> scared for me as well. Aww. Yeah. Which from the basement on a hill is still is such a good album, but I still don't love every song. Yeah, that's my yeah. thing with Elliot Smith too. Like some of his songs are amazing, yeah. and some I'm just like, ah. Yes. Um, my next album is is a little lighthearted, and it's "We Are Ooh. the Only Friends We Have" by Piebald. That's mm. a really good pick. That it's is Piebald. a good pick, Bethany. Piebald, yes. I I started listening to Piebald when I worked at a video game pawn shop, Cash and Culture. Uh, that's when I fell in love with them. They're just so fun. They're yeah. fun. Um, and it's the same kind of concept. Just like 
not like running running away, but like being on the road and being with your friends, like your bandmates, which I've yeah. never expl- experienced this lifestyle, but I imagine that it's a good one. Yeah. For, yeah. There are definitely songs time. that, and not just songs, but like, it happens in like shows and stuff. Like it'll make you miss a life you never had. Like the Atari's uh, album. Yeah, They've... the Atari's album is like the the uh, biggest example of that. What's that album called? Welcome to Astoria. No. So long, Astoria. Oh, it's that's called that. I didn't know the album was called that. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> not on the list, but yeah. uh, might be able to be. It might be. I can't think of one that I don't like. But anyway, Piebald, cool. um, it's a great album. I don't really like, I like their other albums, but they're just, there's nowhere, they're nowhere near this one. And Justin and I just got to see them live oh. um, because I, I won tickets. And like, um, what? yeah, on Thrill Call, I won. And it was like, I still feel like it was like meant to be because yeah. I, that was like the greatest night of my life. Like, oh my God, oh, the, the, that was the greatest concert it was so good that I am hesitant to go to any other concert at Mr. Small's now because uh, I don't want to like taint the feeling that I have. Yeah. Of being there because it was just so. I felt like I was flying. That was the greatest concert. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, Highball's sh- just an awesome band to like. And they sound amazing. They sound just. I mean, you, a lot of people might not think they sound amazing on the album, but like. <laughs> But they sound just like they do on the album, which I can appreciate. I love whenever that happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, when he first yeah. started singing, Long Nights was the first album they sang that night. And, yeah. like, the first line, I'm like, like I knew it was going to be a good concert for the <laughs> first line. Because you're like, this is... And, like, I understand why people sound different in, in concert mm-hmm. than in on the album. And, like, that's fine. Like, I don't... I, that's not a requirement for me at all when I go to a concert. But when the band represents something that you haven't felt in your life like we were talking about being a teen and like how everything feels more intensely and like when the band represents that and then you they are that in your almost 30 year old life like that's like a really it just it feels really good to be back there and it was like such a good moment it's so like they they only sang songs from this album like specifically from this album they kind of broke up after this did they break up after this album they no made, they like, didn't one they, came, they made accidental gentleman yeah they came out with, i think two more but like this was their um what what even what was the name of their um tour was it the we are the only friends we have tour no king of the road tour i forget what it was called hmm. but anyway they only sang songs from this album and that's really so i stopped listening to additional piebald after this album um, mm-hmm. I didn't really listen to the other CDs. Like when I find an album that I like, it's hard for me to listen to a new one because yeah, you don't it takes ruin. me a long time to like it. Yeah. Um, so I stopped listening to Piebald, not stopped listening to them, but stopped listening to their new stuff after this album. Yeah. So I feel like it was just perfect that they came together and just sang the songs from when I was at the 16. Yeah. Which is rare because like, unless you go to like a, um reunion tour or something like that which this one kind of was I but guess. it wasn't like it's not like um like reunion tours always feel like you're like trying to claim something back like you yeah. used to be huge and now you're like trying to like you used to sell out stadiums and now you're trying to get into the palace in greensburg yeah, yeah. um and this felt more like we haven't hung out in a really long time let's uh-huh. like hang out even though um, they like commented on how the scene has changed so much since yeah <laughs> they've played uh, one of the like the coolest parts about that that concert was 
I feel like we talked about this on the podcast when we were talking. Like, I think this is a shout out a few episodes ago. But like, everybody there was like just this like forty year old dad. Yeah, everyone there was over thirty for sure. Uh, yeah, and except Justin. Yeah. (laughs) And so like everybody was like, it was small too. There was not many people there at all. Like everybody just wanted to enjoy the band. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't there to like get drunk and ruin everything. And they were just, it was just such positive vibes in that room. It was so good. Yeah. We kind of got away from the conversation. Yeah. But, that's uh, okay. I'm trying to, that's because I'm trying to, like, avoid picking one song. <laughs> oh, okay. And what's the one song you would choose from the album, Bethany? I guess Long Nights, but that doesn't even, it, there, no. You, you know what? You can <laughs> find. Like, so Long Nights, but listen to every song. Yeah. Yes. It's a and also, go back to my experiences as a 16-year-old <laughs> so you can fully enjoy it. Please. Uh-huh. Okay. Cool. What about you, Justin? Okay, so uh, my... Also, Fear and Loathing on Cape Cod. You know what? <laughs> Let me just look at the lyrics really quick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, too. (laughs) Fear and Loathing on Cape Cod. Okay, all right, go ahead, Justin. Um, Take it away. Well, which one? All of them. And I'm not picking, and you can't make me. (laughs) All right. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so um, my first album is going to be I Hope You Guys Like Embarrassing Pop Punk because the, the first album is We the Kings. Okay. Uh, their self-titled album uh we the kings is about like like you were saying like just running away uh and i don't like let's get out of this town let's make a better yeah. life for ourselves um the, how every teen feels when they're yeah right i appreciate just that. constricted and <laughs> in, in wanting to break out uh so I don't, know, I don't have a good like story behind it it's just like really good music i don't like it's not one where like it means like a lot of like sentimental things to me it's just like it taps really hard into that feeling that i had a lot when i was a kid yeah um so this the song i would say to check out first is skyway avenue okay skyway avenue which i'm not sure is about suicide or about not committing suicide <laughs> So tri- trigger easy. warning, okay. Yeah. Okay. It is about one of those things. <laughs> Suicide is touched upon somehow. Yeah. All right, all right. All right, so uh, Bethany broke the rules, but we'll go to your number two, Jamie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, um, what? Yeah, you were supposed to give one album. Oh, my beat. And you gave two. My, <laughs> my beat. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Um, I think my second album is going to have to be, and I don't know if this is cheating or not, but it's Colin Malloy Sings Live, his 2008 LP that he released. That's a mix of different um, live uh, uh, recordings from his different shows. And the reason I love this album is because this is a perfect example of someone who sounds exactly like they do in a studio album live. Like Colin Malloy tip top and you know the the mix of songs that were chosen to put on this album are quite eclectic like there are some upbeat ones there are some more serious ones um and generally speaking i just really enjoy it this is also something that i would listen to 
every road trip that I took. Like this was one of Madison and I's staple when we would drive from Indiana back to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so nice to like sing along to. It's um, it's so good. And so if I had to choose one song to have you guys listen to, I'm going to stick to my theme and choose the longest song. And that is <laughs> that is California One slash Youth and Beauty Brigade, which then merges into the song Ask. Um, so this song has not only great lyrics, but also has some really great uh, instrumental like moments. I think there's like a five or six minute just instrument, <laughs> like instrumental bit of this really like calming and dramatic guitar type stuff. So cool. that's someone I would suggest. And it was just one guitar? Uh, yeah. Yep. Like it's just it's him and a guitar? Just him and a guitar. Him, right? Um, yeah. Oh Does, man, the King is Dead though is also an album that was that, that is a contender. You know, definitely, Hazards, that, probably, that would probably be on the list. Hazards yeah. of Love was my other one I was going to choose because I just love that it's an entire story. Like it's, you know, from beginning to end. I feel like they end. do that a lot, right? Don't, don't they always do that? Yeah, that's what my question was going to be. Like, not does, always. In I don't his think. solo stuff, the like, King yeah. is Dead isn't it written to his son and then like just like, that one song. Just that. Oh, I Henry thought the whole song. album was like about like him. I thought it. I, I don't know for sure, but when yeah, I like sure. when I'm thinking back to that, I think I thought it was just that song, that Henry song. Oh, yeah, Henry, and I, I thought picturesque called. was like a Henry's so good. Yeah, the picturesque. I can't. I'm not sure exactly, but I know for yeah. sure that Hazards of Love is mm-hmm. you know a complete story from from beginning to end. And it was cool because when we actually when Mess and I saw him in concert at UB a billion years ago. Um, they actually did like the, a full run through live of the album as oh, okay. the first half of their set. And then the second they did sort of, you know, a mix of different different songs. So it was a very cool experience to to be able to listen to that from beginning to end, you know, live. It was very cool. Um, but yeah. Does Colin Malloy's solo work, does he, like I know in the Decemberists they, they sing a lot about like historical figures and like historical stories and stuff. Does that... Mm-hmm crossover into his solo album so this or does he just like do like normal songs like a normal person <laughs> so so in the columnalize sings live as far as i can tell it's a mix of covers and uh songs that are decemberist songs since he wrote oh them. okay yeah so it's just like it's different because i do love the decemberist but like there's something almost like magical slash haunting to like solo performances that I love not only of Colin Malloy but like give me an acoustic version of anyone singing their songs and I'm very much a fan of it you know because I feel like it's just much more raw and it's like it's it feels much more emotional to me than yeah than I've sometimes been growing like albums. really really attached to live versions like live especially I love it. they're so like oh man when I when I can I try to listen to Elliot Smith live and it's just so much better I don't know maybe it's because he's dead yeah. So it definitely does have a haunting quality to oh, it. Oh, for sure. His uh, cover of Walk, Ar- Walk Away Renee, which is, mm. who sings Walk Away Renee? Um, Smith. No, it's an old song. Uh, <laughs> the Supremes. No. Did you always say that? Because it always is. <laughs> no, it's uh, the, a song by the Left Bank. Oh. Um, I've never heard of that band. I feel like that's like I don't know. I'm not gonna go. I'm not even gonna make a statement like that's their most popular song. But you've okay. heard it before, I'm sure. Okay. I know "Walk Away, Renee." I just I've you heard... just do you know it from Elliot Smith? Though? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, he does a cover of it, and like he screws up in between, and he's like, Aww. 
laughing and like the audience is laughing yeah. and like you can you feel like you're there. Oh, I, I love, love that. that song that you're talking I about. I love a live version. I love when people screw up live. Oh, me oh my too. gosh, me too. Um, it's amazing. There was a, we went to an Isley concert and like she like screwed up real bad and like stopped the entire band and was like, We're <laughs> starting over, like that was really bad. And like she was like apologizing for it and it's like that's what we're her. here for. Yeah. Like we're here to see oh, yeah. you mess up yeah. because that's like, why I hate like big it's humanizing. arena performances. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like big arena performances where it's like staged and just like practiced a lot and just I don't know, I don't that's not my that's not my jam. No, yeah. my my <laughs> screw up and banter between songs. Yes, like please. Oh, I, love I wanna it. see like I wanna see you interact. Yeah. And my yeah, yeah my favorite concerts I've been to are very small things. Like mm-hmm. give me a Mr. Smalls venue. Yeah. Um, I went to see Robert uh, Leslie recently, like, I guess not recently, like two months ago. And that venue could hold like maybe 40 people. It was very cool to to be in so such nice. an intimate setting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because then you can like, they just kind of like talk to you. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, my last album, so this is our last album, right? This is the last one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last album is Ocean Avenue from Yellow Card. Um, nice. Uh, same story as We the Kings. Like it's just it's this one I, I listened to a lot in high school, and like the songs that I would listen to had like attachments to things that were going on in my life. We the Kings is just like cool music and like more about emotions, but like yeah. Ocean Avenue um, definitely has a tie to my like memories, yeah. um, and your skater days. Yeah, skater days and like, uh, and like leaving home. Yeah, uh, which I never. They sing about like they left home. They left Florida, and so they sing about Florida. And that to me, when I was a kid, felt like as I w- did not feel very much at home. Like it felt like missing a home, even though like I was like that was my hometown. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, if I were to, well, fun fun fact about Ocean Avenue when they wrote it, Ryan Key was twenty seven. Crazy. And oh. like singing about being like sixteen. Yes, yeah, singing about oh. like literally okay. being sixteen. Never get uh, over it. <laughs> I can't even. I wish. That's so I, strange to think when you like learn these things because I can't. Look at us. We're all like above 27. And where, yeah, where's 20, our you know, album? I don't feel anywhere close to that kind of emotion. <laughs> right. Uh, like, I mean, uh, wow. The only time I do is when I'm listening to Yellow Card. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, I'm dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that like the only Yellow Card I know is Ocean Avenue. Because it was always well, on... The, on like that's the, the fuse. single I would recommend. Okay, good. Because it was always <laughs> on the, the Fuse countdowns and stuff. Fuse was such a good channel. Oh, I so loved good. it. Oh, that Nightmare of You album was really good too. Ah, yeah, like playing this game makes me want to do <laughs> the full version of the game now. Because like Key I'm thinking of all these like correspondence, like that oh, would have been yeah. a really good one too. Yeah, uh, that is 100% on the list. Anyway, <laughs> that was our. I feel like Jamie. I feel like you should put yeah. like a timestamp, like to skip all of the I could I really should music that you don't want to listen to to be honest I've been thinking about going back through all of the episodes and putting a timestamp to jump to to like get into yeah. episode discussion yeah. but yeah. that's like 54 episodes that's a lot of work yeah. <laughs> so if some of us want to break it apart and uh-huh. like take 10 episodes a piece that'd be perfect mm-hmm. yeah we could do that yeah um, 
but yeah, so uh, yeah, so our top two. Maybe one day we'll explore the rest. The other three. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to throw out an honorable mention just for them to check out, but not go into detail at all about why we like it? Oh. Like just a name. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Um, I'm gonna throw out the uh, Yes Virginia album of uh, Dresden Dolls. I'm gonna throw out <laughs> The King Is Dead, Decemberist. Uh, uh, correspondence of Fiction from Levi the Poet. Nice. Cool. And there you All go. Right. And uh, that brings us to money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't have any because we spent so much on music. Just kidding. We yes, we did. It <laughs> <laughs> we downloaded it all on Kazaa. <laughs> Bear share. Uh, Pirate Bay. Naps- Napster. <laughs> um, on the uh, hidden Shakespeare thing at UB's uh, campus. One more, one more side note. Like, yeah. kids, kids will never know the like the anticipation and like the joy of talking to each other on Messenger at night. Oh my god! And, and sending each other files of music. Yes. Like now, it's like you send a link to YouTube or like I don't know Spotify or whatever. Yeah. But like waiting for a file to download it and having it in your library is such a good feeling. It's so much different oh than just like yeah. look at this YouTube video. Like I'll be honest. Like we're so we're in a group chat together. Yeah. People send things, like send videos, um, and I'll be honest about it because I know that you guys do it to me too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you'll send a video and I just won't watch it. I'll like, forget about it. I'll just be like, yeah. I'll get to that later or something, Same. and I just won't do it. That never happened when somebody sent me a file on this. I always listen to the Well, because, yeah, it always took like so long to download, so you had this invitation mm-hmm. built up and... Talking yeah. to Dominic specifically, he was like, it's almost there. <laughs> almost like Dominic was always very excited to give us music. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Go. Did you listen? There's something like uh, uh, tactile about like sending somebody a file where it's very similar to like giving them a CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then like um, I don't know. I think that that act. It's not like when you show somebody a YouTube link, you're pointing something out. You're saying like, "Hey, look at this thing here. Isn't that cool?" And like that's very different from like I'm giving you this. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah, it feels less anyway. personal, really. Money. Yeah. Money. Money. So season four, episode four. I forgot when it came out. I forgot to look up the date. But this is our last of the forty-minute episodes until the series, uh, the yeah uh, season rather sorry. finale. October eighteenth, two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Perfect. Um and yeah, so money, money, money. Written by Paul Lieberstein. Oh, oh Paul. Very nice. Who was like not in the episode at all, really. He's too busy writing. Too busy writing. Gave that the that 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 example for who and whom. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I I have heard B J Novak say in some kind of thing. I don't remember where it was that like Paul Lieberstein has like the darkest sense of humor of all the writers. I can believe it. Yeah. And like this episode is very sad. (laughs) It is a sad episode. I was gonna say it's not terribly humorous, really. There's not many. He is the scandler after all. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's gotta he's gotta keep with his theme he's got a dark side for sure yeah uh, so the cold open classic Michael Scott mimicking oh, his really? favorite characters <laughs> happens to be uh, I don't even remember her name but the um, Meryl, Meryl Streep, Streep person Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever seen <laughs> Devil Wears Prada? Street person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't, I mean, I can't remember like what her name is in the, in the movie. Yeah, oh, I, ha- yeah. I have seen it. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, same, but I can't really remember much of it, so I guess it didn't leave much of an impression. Yeah, I don't remember being terrible, but it, I don't know. Just like I don't, girl makes it in fashion magically. I don't um, know. I'm not like I couldn't give you like a critical view on any kind of movie, but like I don't get the hype around Meryl Streep. Not saying she's not talented, but like I don't get it because I don't understand these things. No, I have to agree. Um, so I if you if you have I've a good explanation for like music of the why heart, Meryl Streep is like worshipped. I'd no, like I don't know because I feel like Leave she's very much credited to being like a very versatile actress and like mm-hmm. or actor, whatever we say these days, and being you know able to fully adapt herself and go into these different roles, which mm-hmm. I don't know that I necessarily agree with. I feel like a lot of times I've seen her and I've not been terribly like, wow, she feels like a completely different person from this and this, unless yeah. she's playing a very like extreme character, like. I in think, my experience with my movie, it's always been like a strong female that she's yeah, played, like yeah. a strong woman. Um, but I've only seen her in two movies, so I don't know. I can't really. I yeah, can't really a strong say. woman who's like got a serious side. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't see her in many yeah, she's like, not comedic Adam roles, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, wasn't she in like a? I feel like she wasn't a comedy. She like, probably was. Like she's been in so much. I, I mean, see maybe like a Christmas comedy. I would like yeah. to see her play a. I, I need to watch it then because I can't even picture her being or like meet comedic. Parents. I don't know, maybe I can't. Yeah, I can't really speak speak on her because I haven't seen much. Yeah, but it's one of like Aunt, that film was one of like Anne Hathaway's big things, right? Yeah. Before oh, all, Anne Hathaway is in with, this movie. It, there's, it was with like the prince, after Princess Diaries. Yeah. I just rewatched Princess Diaries yesterday. Whatever, I love the Princess Diaries. <laughs> just yesterday. Yeah, because I, I saw it was on Netflix. And I was like, what? And I have it's to say, like. Bad. Her, her like mother's refurbished uh, firehouse apartment. Can I yes. can I have that please? Honestly, because holy I love shit. it. It's so awesome. Oh man. Yeah, that's not a bad movie. My, the second one's not bad either. For my rap album, my, my rap name sure. is yeah. gonna be Refurbish. Wow. <laughs> Refurbish. Very very good. No one take that. It's trademark. <laughs> TM after that. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think Michael gets his Netflix sent to the office because it feels less lonely to watch them at the office? Um, and he can, he can like, share an experience with well, the people he works with? See, I'm kind of confused about that because, like, she says that that's what he does, but then, like, he comes in from outside yes. and apologizes, you know? That's true. He does come out of his out, his office and, like, throw his... Does he throw his coat at her? He does, no, he that's when he's coming in. Yeah. But he oh. like it takes him a long time to do it. So yeah, so like, does, he watches it over several days. Right. He, so yeah. does he get it sent to the office, but then take it home? I don't. He might, because he's definitely in this office when he comes out and says, "Get me Armani." Get no, me Michael Armani. Scott has nothing but time at home. Like yeah. he's yeah. <laughs> not not in this episode. He has another job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. maybe he gets it at, at sent to the office now because Jan's at home. And Jan doesn't seem the type to want to watch anything that he enjoys. Oh my so. gosh, that might be it too. Yeah. That was very Keep sad. forgetting that she's there. Yeah. Oh, she's there, spending her, all of his money. In her blue, like, suede jogging suit. I know. <laughs> Best decision she's ever made. <laughs> People have said I have very pretty eyes. Haven't heard the same yeah. about you. <laughs> That's a great quote. So yeah, basically Jan is draining michael's bank accounts dry oh my god 
Which is... And just like, it costs what it costs. And yeah. Like, what are you Women doing? be shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, t- don't share your financial concerns with women. It's not yeah. Or whatever he says. Women folk, I can't remember. Uh, I just like, I understand that Jan's like, not working right now. But she mm-hmm. has, like, I mean, I don't know how it works if you've been fired from a place or whatever. Or technically, didn't she, like, quit? I can't remember. But surely she could, like, get any sort of, like, management job in right. Scranton. I think um, by the time we get to dinner party, Serenity by Jan already has such a large stock. I think she's starting to do it now. <laughs> yeah. like, and she wants but is to, she like, selling focus it? on Serenity. No, she's, she, did that bit. <laughs> she, she provided for the vigil of the missing girl. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh serenity by jan i yeah, forgot she's definitely working hard in her in her workspace she is too. and i guess i guess you have to commend her for that um yeah i just like it's so it's it's a there are moments when they really seem cute together like at uh-huh. the end of the episode yeah. I think that I think shot it's with sweet. their feet on the train is very cute. super cute. Yeah. It's sweet, but then the rest of it's just like what a disaster. And like Jan knows it's a disaster. Michael's aware. It's just kind of. It's when sad. she's nice. Like whenever she's nice, they they're cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like and when like they're scrapbooking. Yeah. Like when they're scrapbook. But but I mean I think I, yeah. I Go think on. that that. I mean I think things are more powerful when there's like a seed of truth to them. Like I yeah. feel like it's hard to leave. Right if those small moments do exist where it's like you know like oh yeah we scrapbook (laughs) and that's nice and we sit on trains and that's nice Mm -hmm. yeah we sit on trains (laughs) yeah Um, and he likes i was gonna say and he likes her boobs despite the Uh fact that they're giving her back pain or whatever right right he likes yeah he likes them though Um, (laughs) it's nice See, yeah, Michael's forced to get a second part-time part, or second full-time job. Can you imagine, like, going home for? Well, he doesn't do much during his work day. No. So, like, yes. <laughs> so, like he after watching Netflix all day, he goes to a job where he's a telemarketer. Yeah. Which My is a good. Used to be one. Oh really? She was like, she worked at one for like a week and then quit. <laughs> the like... existence of telemarketing is like I. Like, the way that he's talking about it, like, just stick to the script, like, call yeah. as many people as you can. And it makes me think, like, there are people out there, enough people to sustain huge industries, where just, like, if you call them and ask them if they want to buy your crap, they'll do it. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess and, it like, works, It's right? kind of sad. Like, it's kind of well, makes kind me of... sad that, like, people, yeah. you don't, you don't need these diet pills. Right. Does well, anybody like, get those calls anymore, or no? I was going to say, I feel like with the loss of landlines, I feel like that's falling mm-hmm. out because i feel like yeah. i've yeah. never i've never had like a call like that as far as i know no. i get you spam know? calls a lot i don't know what they want they're calling me about my car's warranty and like my car uh, definitely doesn't have a warranty no. uh <laughs> and so like i assume that they're just they're selling car warranties yeah um i get like physical like, mail about like car and ins- not car insurance i think it's like a car warranty too or like don't forget to do this so you can get your money back. And I'm like, I don't have a car. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you're playing at. I think junk mail should be illegal. Oh, I think so too. Because like, it's It's a waste of paper. It makes all of your mail look like junk. And so like you miss really important mail because you think that it's junk mail. Because you're just tossing it away. Yeah. And it's not my fault. 
There are electronic <laughs> coupons now. I do not need a book, a, like a magazine full of coupons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's bad um, enough that I get so much shit email that I'm like, I don't even know what to do with. You know but if I mean? it weren't worth the money, they wouldn't do it. And so, like, there yeah. are people. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, stop sending me credit card applications. Yeah. I don't. I don't need You're sixty-two in one month. Capital One. How Leave does Capital One find me? It finds us no matter. Capital where One go. or Amex. Like, who's actually using Amex these days? Yeah. <laughs> As you guys are like, I have a card. <laughs> no, no. no, I would love a credit card. Please, someone give me a credit card. <laughs> well, Capital One. The Capital um, One. Uh, yeah. I don't know that that telemarketing office is super cozy to me. <laughs> <laughs> and like all the all the twenty somethings are like yeah. they all know each other and hang and out. And they love Michael. I love. But like he's like kind of indifferent towards it. I yeah. know. It's he's just tired. it's so sad because like they actually want to hang out with him. They want to uh-huh. get a drink with him, and he just can't because he does have another job to wake up in the morning. But I feel like if I feel like if that were Jim and Pam, he'd be like. Okay, like no matter yeah. what time of night yeah. it was, if he didn't have another job to go to, they're not his family. Like that's 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 uh, Mr. Figaro's family. That's I his family is like, Dunder Mifflin's family. I also yeah. feel like if people are eager to be his friend, he's he is not about that. Like Dwight <laughs> is very eager to be his friend, and he's eager to be his friend, but it's like true. he's like turned off by that. Yeah, it's <laughs> very true. I did like that we get a little hint that there's going to be Pam and Jim who are forced into a dinner party in this episode, though. Because he's oh like, my gosh, yeah. like, oh yeah, we're free today. Oh no. Is that not the next episode? No, next no. episode is um, the ad one. It's coming up. Yeah, it's Dinner coming parties. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah so but it's got to be coming up. Wait, so it's... Does that, like, directly tie into Dinner Party? Like, when he is talking in Dinner Party? I feel like it's been a thing that goes on for a while now. Yeah, because... Because they, like, have it planned that when Michael says he has to do something, <laughs> can't, can't yeah. okay, now, now, now. Yeah. They can't make it seem like they're just always denying him. Yeah. Madison just got back to us. Yeah. So <laughs> I was so like, oh. Does she want to jump in? No. <laughs> <laughs> just got home. Um, um, yeah. So dinner party will be good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, we also get to hear a little bit about Threat Level Midnight. Yes, kind we do. Of, but it's a spy thriller. Yeah. <laughs> and I could see Michael doing, he sounds like really interested in that, in the Die Hard film he was talking about. So like, maybe he could do, he could movie do some reviews. movie reviews. Yeah. He's like kind of cool, right? Like he's like, people like him at that, at that place. He's, he has like a confidence about him, but not like right. a date might confidence an actual well, like kind yeah. of cool confidence. Yeah. It's like the, the confidence of like, uh, here's a whole new group of people that I haven't told my jokes to yet. So right. like. You can you can say all your yeah. your tried and true jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend that when he moved to Colorado, he ended up having like a, a podcast about movie reviews or something. That'd yeah. be great. You know? And management movie reviews and management. Yeah, how somehow I manage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was nice to see Michael in this environment, and he does love sales, which is why he should probably have not been a manager <laughs> yeah because he's great at sales yeah he is you know except I, you know this time but he right. likes to connect, connect with his customers yeah i think he's really good at like finding that connection and then encouraging them to see like the the hominess of of dunder mifflin or the mm-hmm. hominess of his brand or whatever which is but not ideal think... for telemarketing yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that um, his like I don't think that if he were a, a salesman that he would be so attached to his office. Like he would like his job and yeah. he would be happy for it and like he'd like the people that he works mm. with. Uh, but I don't think he would see himself as like their like the their father figure. Maybe you know? that's a good thing yeah. though. <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> Maybe he'd be more productive at work. Yeah, and less annoying sometimes. <laughs> no, when he was when he was a salesman, he was with Todd Packer, and they were not productive. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, true. that's true. Todd. So yeah, Michael has a secret job. You wouldn't understand. It's a secret. <laughs> you wouldn't understand, Jen. It's a secret. <laughs> you, I wouldn't understand, or it's a secret. <laughs> and I just one of my one of my quotes. <laughs> I just don't understand how Jan. Well, I guess she was drunk, but how she could come yeah. pick him up in the in their sports Lux car and not realize that he's not doing improv. Like, I think that's like one of the saddest scenes yeah. of the episode because like it just shows like how little she cares. He doesn't oh, yeah. even respond to her. He just like talks to Vikram. Uh huh. Yeah. But you can just see like his I don't know his spirit crumbling. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's just tired. I feel so bad for Michael in this episode. Yeah. I also feel bad for Dwight in this episode. Yeah. So next up is next up is Dwight. Yes. He's still trying to deal with his breakup with Angela, but now it's made worse because he sees that Andy's like flirting with her and she's Ugh. actually responding. I hate it. Andy. Was that garbage? It was. Yes. It yeah. was garbage. <laughs> How did he get so clean? Yeah. Yeah, I he saw was that. a grease ball. Whenever, <laughs> do you think it's like a cast member's cat that they like loan? <laughs> maybe, maybe. But I did love that tie-in because clearly it was meant to be garbage. He's like, I found this outside of Vance's refrigeration, which is like, you know, yeah. Dwight just like threw the cat just somewhere. Found it outside of Vance's refrigeration. <laughs> but uh, she she responds very positively to garbage this time around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that hurts Dwight even more. Yeah, I think that's why. It, like, that's part of the reason why. It, it's in there and why she takes it is mm-hmm. because like it was the one that Dwight tried to give her. And I think that yeah. like, um, Dwight was, Dwight was too soon with like sprinkles died the day before when he <laughs> gave her garbage. Yeah. Um, and also like, he just didn't get it. And I think that was a huge part of it. Yeah. But, uh, clearly Angela, it wasn't a problem with garbage. It was a problem with Dwight. Yeah. 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 Angela wouldn't just turn down a cat. I wonder if we ever see Garbage again, like, under a different name. Uh, I don't know. Who does she throw through the ceiling? Bandit. Bandit. (laughs) Which would also be, like, I wonder... I don't know. I can't remember what Bandit looks like. I want to say that that he looks like that. I thought Bandit was a little fluffier. But it might have just been because he was falling through a ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to pay close attention. Yeah. Garbage. Um, Um, Yeah. No, Bandit. Garbage. Did Garbage have boots? Mm, no. That's Bandit? Or, that's Bandit, yeah. Yeah. I don't think... No, Garbage doesn't have boots. No? I don't think so. I don't think but so either. That looks a lot like Garbage. Yeah. Boots aside. No, Garbage does not have boots. I confirmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> confirmed Re- no white boots. Research has confirmed. Does Andy have boots whenever he dresses as a kitten for Halloween? How disgusting oh, Lord, have is mercy. that? <laughs> Somebody asked that on the internet? What? Somebody asked that on the internet? No. I, I just asked. <laughs> Bethany oh, just asked oh, okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. 
Oh, I was about to say somebody was a creep on the internet, but it turns out Bethany's the Just creep me. on the internet. <laughs> Just moi. Oh, I think we should say that um, Michael's story at the telemarketing place has to come to an end because oh, right. he Ryan finds out that he has another job um, because he didn't prep his PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> and and uh, it's kind of sad to see Michael all sort of like torn about having to quit a job and uh-huh. then he does his like breakfast club walkout or whatever. Yeah. I don't, I like I can't, it's, I think it's dumb that they make him quit this job. Uh, like, yeah, he, he forgot to do a presentation, but like Michael is not a great employee in any other way either. Right. Yeah. Like, I, so I feel like making him quit the job is just a spite move. It oh, was, for and, I, sure. and it was super unprofessional to do it in front of everybody. Oh, yeah. But he is like a 20-something-year-old kid. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. After all. Like, Michael he wouldn't have... like an object. <laughs> yeah. Ew, the whole Kelly and Daryl thing, I don't know how I feel about. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's weird. I did, like, I did like when she's like, it's either me or your daughter. And he's like, "I my daughter. <laughs> he, he barely even let her finish the sentence. <laughs> she has to throw shit on the floor. <laughs> oh. I think that Daryl could be good for her just because, like, he does rein her in a bit, but... Yeah, for sure. Definitely is... better than Ryan is for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is fun seeing Ryan all jealous every time he comes back to Dunder Mifflin, though. And she's, yeah, and like... A little, and a little scared of Daryl, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dwight is sad, and we find out that Dwight also has a B&B. Yes, he yes. does. I'm sorry, he doesn't have a B&B. No, he's no. part of the agro-tourism trade. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love when he's describing the size beds they have. Like, yeah. We make our own mattresses. It's so good. Uh, and I do love that yeah. there is the actual page, like Yelp page that has... Oh, I know, I looked yeah. at that. Or not Yelp, TripAdvisor, rather. TripAdvisor, and there's also one for the stock in, and also one for, like, Be- Beats Motel. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is there one for Radish in? Maybe that was the one. One of them, I didn't search all of them, I only searched one. And, um, yeah, it was, like, definitely not Shroot Farms. Like, yeah. it was very funny. Um, Did you read any of the other... Um, the other things, the other reviews for uh, no, Shrimp Farm? I didn't. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, th- apparently, there there are a bunch from like around October 2007 because <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew this, and I didn't until I was looking into the episode, but there was actually a um, uh, Dunder Mifflin Infinity game that was happening simultaneously with season four um, online. Did you guys know that? No. Okay, so let me read the uh, Dunderpedia page for this. So, Dunder Mifflin Infinity is a website run by NBC, inspired by the website introduced in the episode Dunder Mifflin Infinity, and fans of the show can log into the website and participate in activities to earn true bucks. So apparently, (laughs) it says fans join one of dozens of Dunder Mifflin's branch branch offices scattered throughout the country, all... Uh, always set in medium-sized cities similar to those used in the real show, each led by a regional manager. And so pretty much these like fictional branches would then go and do different things. Like they did a logo design to correspond with Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Um, there were, there's a theme song um, sort of challenge, I guess, uh, different kind of things that sort of somehow tie into the 
Oh, there That's was really one. Cool. There was one to create a music video for Hunter's song with Dinner Party. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wonder if those, those must be around somewhere. I need to watch them. That's amazing. That's a, that a lot. I love when shows do that. Yeah. The sad thing is that the website's not up anymore. Oh. Uh, if you click on the website, it actually takes you to um, a GoDaddy page. So. Oh geez. Okay. So it doesn't exist anymore, but that's kind of funny to see, um, you know, that they were sort of doing that. And so that's why there are so many, I think, different reviews on, on the page, which yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah. Um, what was I going to say about... True. Oh, Moses is like my favorite character in this Oh my series. God. <laughs> and like, I love how much he's in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, when he, I love when he's just running alongside yeah. them. He is so excited to have them there. Pam's just and like, just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing so many awkward things in this episode. And, you know, he's wonderful. just trying to use the outhouse with the door Blue. banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what century is um, this? Speaking of the Weiss family, and I'm, like, I'm bringing it up now because it's not going to happen for like years. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if the commercials will still be on. But seeing Dwight's brother on the Verizon commercials all the time, yeah. like, really Oh, me out. yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh. it's... I, I really like when we uh, get to meet Dwight's family. I do, too. Yeah. I, yeah. Those are some really good episodes. And, like, I wish that spinoff had happened. Oh, my gosh, me, too. <laughs> that, that episode, yeah, was, like, the, supposed to be, like, the... The kind of, like, the, the episode that will start his spinoff. Yeah. What was it called? Just The Farm, right? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but I'm so sad that it didn't happen. Yeah, I think that that could have been really good. I, I just... love his like estranged sister. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those Aww. were great episodes. I have a new appreciation for like post Michael. It's definitely yes. not pre Michael to me, but like it, I I have a, I have an appreciation for it now. Yeah. So you'll, you'll actually stay with us after Michael leaves. And... Probably, yeah. I, th- I will not be here. I will not be here for Goodbye, Michael, because I always skip, skip that episode. Always. I can't do it. Can't for do every it. podcast she's on, she always skips that episode <laughs> when they talk about Goodbye, Michael. No! When I, I go to watch it. No way. Every office um, podcast. Um, so I have to say that I do love... I just love everything about Shroot Farms. I think yeah. it's so funny. It's so cozy to me. It's so cozy. It's a lovely little rustic uh, Tuscan beet farm, as mm-hmm. they say. Uh-huh. Um, with the different themed rooms. I would love to oh. see what the rooms actually look like. After... I know. What was it? America, agriculture, and... Night, night time night. or something? Yeah. Oh, night time is just because is they don't night? have electricity. It's irrigation. <laughs> irrigation, that's right. Yeah. Irrigation. Um, irrigation. What is Tuscan? Like Tuscany? Like Tuscany? The so like re- what, what is it? So Tuscany is a region in like Italy, right? But how is this like that? Yeah, like what, what are the qualities of a Tuscan thing? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I'm not really sure. I want to say, like, it's a lot of different, like, fields, vineyards. Um, okay, yeah. I definitely like, think vineyards, yeah. which they were making beet wine. Yeah, so I can see that. <laughs> I like I how think the- that they were just trying to, like, really make a good review. Yeah. I did love them, like, standing really far away as he's, like, pounding and, like, sampling the... <laughs> the beets. I would be it really makes... interested in tasting a beet wine. Is it true? Is it? Tr- I was gonna look it up to see if it's like if you something can actually... that is actual. Yeah. Surely it is, right? Let me Let see. Let me see. Because I would wine beet wine recipe. Yeah, I would love to try that. I'm sure it's earthy and yeah. delicious. It definitely is a thing. Huh. Hmm. Nature's candy. Nature's yeah, candy. Nature's candy. <laughs> um, 
Oh my god, I love Shroot. Yeah, I, I too love Shroot Farms. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that Dwight ended up like acquiescing and like reading them Harry oh. Potter. <laughs> so what cute. What book was that? Is that like one of the last ones? I want to say it was four, but I could be wrong. Which is Goblet of Fire? I mean, he said he was clutching the Garden Gate, which I guess could have been. Or is that six? I can't remember. It's whenever he starts first having the visions with Nagini and... um, Oh, that is not four. I don't even know who that person is. Nagini's the snake. Um, Let's see. Chamber of Secrets, page 48. Oh. Yep. Oh. Clutching the Garden Gate, his heart racing. Okay. What are they like? What's going on in the scene? Did it say? Because it's just like Dunder Mifflin. Um, it's it's like the, the forums. Oh, I see. Wow, is this still? These, wait. Cause forums. It's it's a forum for Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> it All says right. official forums of Muggles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All us Muggles out here. Cool. Um, so yeah, I guess that's yeah. what it is. I mean, I guess they would know, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, the page number, I don't yeah. doubt them. And I did like also that they snuck in like Scranton things in the beet farm. Like there was a throw on the back of the couch that was from Scranton. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. yeah, that's actually one of my trivia questions. Oh. oh, sorry. Not like, I mean, you didn't answer it yet, but. Yeah. They oh, also, that's funny. They also did that in the, um uh what is it called the telemarketing place too they had little uh what are they called menus um from places in, in scranton yeah we They're saw so good a menu that bright yellow menu for like stan's pizza or whatever it was. yeah uh, sales pizza yeah Sal's for, pizza. We saw it like four times this episode yeah so they were really trying to promote sales pizza i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, i wonder if it exists sales pizza scranton let's see Permanently closed. Aww. Maybe that's why they were really promoting it. Yeah. Please get it. Maybe they spent too much money getting it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It's funny. Um, so yeah, it was a place. That's, I love that though. They're so good with details. Yeah. It's really. It's really cool. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. Uh, Shrew farms. What happens there? I love when I love when Jim's like. Um, I realize it's my first night, or my first night away with Pam, and he's like, I picture it in my head, Dwight wouldn't be here. Like, I'm, wait, what did he say? There'd be less, less manure. manure. Some manure, just less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim and Dwight, or Jim and Pam, we realized that they pushed the beds together, which... <gasps> oh, scandalous. I've alerted the church elders. <laughs> I like Jim and Pam in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when they're... When they're not making fun of Michael and Dwight. Yeah, they do. Like, that I mean, scene at the beginning with Michael and like, um, like you wouldn't understand. It's a secret you wouldn't mm-hmm. understand. Uh, or like the um, when Dwight starts taking the B and B call. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, like I like their. They're the, very they're sweet. Yeah, and those aren't those aren't ter- like terrible right. pranks mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I also. Yeah, they're very sweet in this. Like, they leave the the very, very kind review. And I Mm -hmm. love the scene between... Well, first of all, like, Jim just going to, like, sort of check on Dwight Mm -hmm. and make sure he's okay is is cute. And then, like, the stairwell scene between Jim and Dwight is my... One of my all-time favorite 
like moments of them together. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, and like the scene. I, I like the scene of him going back to Pam too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking head bit at the end, I think, is stupid, but the like the scene where he like walks back and kisses her, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Um, that. And just like yeah, it's just very sweet when Dwight like goes to like reach put out his armor to her. Oh my <laughs> god, I know. <laughs> it's like uh, that, and like the. I think it's the second to last episode of this series are like two of my all-time favorite moments of of Jim and Dwight. So good. When Jim's the the best man? Uh that too, I guess. When he's trying to do his Gutenbrocken. Um <laughs> no, just like when uh well, spoiler we'll alert. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. But I was going to say it's it's the moment when um Pam is watching the DVD and he's going to sort uh, of like help Dwight realize that like he's still in love with Angela and stuff. Mm, mm-hmm. But very heartwarming. But yeah, it is very heartwarming. And I think this sort of supports the fact that like although Jim, I think the pranks are just part of their relationship and I do think mm-hmm. that, you know, Jim really does care for Dwight and yeah. I, I, it is kind of he does get like a jab in there when he says I wouldn't wish this on my worst yeah. enemy, and that includes you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like part of their dynamic. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we get to hear Dwight's like uh, classic moaning all throughout this episode. <laughs> I love, it. I love yeah. his cry. His like wail. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the wail of a of a ghost. Yeah, of a ghost or like a whale song. Or a whale, yeah, <laughs> an actual whale. Yeah, which we got to hear a little bit when he was crying in in the car. Yeah. What's the joke that Moe's makes at the end of the series about Pam? He makes a joke about this scene where Pam sees him in the outhouse. Um, At the end of the series? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Oh. Hmm. I don't remember it. It It's like a, you don't know me, you just saw me go to the bathroom. Like, you just... Oh, or that's like, funny. Or like, we're close because you saw me go to the bathroom. Oh. oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I forget exactly what he says. That's <laughs> good. Oh man, but yeah. So that's that happens. Be- that happens. Angela agrees to go out with Andy, um, uh, and that's the end of that for now. Or the beginning. Um, or the beginning. I feel like Dwight. Like the end. The end of this episode for Dwight is really like he's he's. It's time to move on. Like. Yeah. You know, he try he tries to go back to his classic Dwight ways of mm-hmm. pushing all of Jim's stuff off his desk. Yeah, I like that because it's kind of like he's back, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What else is there to mention in this episode? Uh, no one has gone to Kevin Scrantonicity concert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's some BS. Yeah. <laughs> such, why did they, like, it's weird that they put that into the it's, episode. I think I like, love what that. What is the purpose of this in the episode? Not yeah. Scrantonicity, uh, Scrantonicity 2, I meant. Yeah, not yeah. Scrantonicity. Not Scrantonicity. <laughs> yeah, no one went there for the applause meter. and So sad. Yeah. Very well, sad. I mean, whatever. Pretty much no Nobody one goes to anybody. I know. Thing. I was Nobody gonna goes say. Goes to Pam's art show. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone makes it to Kelly's Oscars thing. I mean, no. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I would. Yeah. But they've already I'd sampled feel bad it, right? About it, but I probably wouldn't go. Yeah. And they've already heard what he does, pretty much. So. Yeah. They've heard the police. They've heard the police before. <laughs> Yep. Um, 
Maybe they're like a Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, no, because it's still Scrantonicity, so they have to be the police. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Michael declares bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, I guess that's the. the I declare of the episode. bankruptcy. <laughs> I like when he goes to. I like when he goes to. Um, Kevin first about like this, this like do you know where I can find and then like gives this elaborate like movie scene yeah of stuff that I don't know actually happens um well then like people find- yeah people are just giving him like real shit like <laughs> advice like he's trying to gamble to get money and then he's yeah. talking to Creed who's like convincing <laughs> him to do the bankruptcy thing because he's like it's nature's do-over or whatever. <laughs> and it's Oscar, like witness protection, protection program. Oscar's just like it's nothing like that. Yeah. And then he makes him his little like, you know, chart or whatever. And he's like, "How did you get my name on top?" Oh, is this PowerPoint? Yeah, he's like, he's like, "What does PowerPoint say?" He's like, "It's a presentation tool." Yeah. You're a presentation tool. <laughs> I love that quote. Oh my gosh. You're a presentation tool. Um, <coughs> uh, I feel yeah. like the first time, because I feel like they don't really advertise that they do it. Uh, I feel the first time somebody found out about the witness protection program, not because they were in it, but just like because they were talking to somebody who dealt with it. They yeah. were like, you do what? No. Like, <laughs> that's such an insane... I'm sure it's different than, like, the way it appears in movies. But it's such, yeah. like, a huge, like, you do what? Like, that's my reaction to it uh-huh. still. Like, still. It's insane that they do this. It is. Oops. I just don't know what else to say. I'm like... getting no feedback from you, Beth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Just... It's crazy. Speaking of, sort of, we ha- we see also Creed's um, other personality here. Mm-hmm. Which is actually his real life name. Oh really? I thought yeah. his name was Creed. Nope, his name is William Charles Schneider. He definitely goes by Creed. He does, yeah. I think he's been called like going as Creed Bratton since he was in the grassroots. But Oh, okay. Oh. But his real like birth name is is William Charles Schneider. Oh. Schneider. That's how he has like a passport. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, and I guess it's like yeah, it must be his real passport cuz like his actual birthday was on there and stuff. 1943. Well, that feels dangerous to be showing on the. On I know. TV. I didn't. Is I didn't. Like personal information on your passport. Uh, there's your no, passport yeah. like number. I don't know if it was on, if they showed that though. I didn't uh, pause it to see. Maybe they covered yeah. just that to make sure. Mm-hmm. But oh, that's um, funny. That's really funny that they did that. Though. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. So then he. My favorite. My favorite scene is. Michael running towards the train, like <laughs> seeing the train in the distance and just like yeah. speaking of music to listen to when yeah. you're running away. Yeah. Like every time I see a train, all I want is is to do that. Like yeah. train train hopping is has been on my bucket list since I was a kid. Um <laughs> I want I've always wanted to train hop. It does um, seem so pretty he, cool. It really does. And one day I'm gonna do it. One day when my hips are bad, I can you know, hobble up as a 90-year-old woman. I'll just hurry up and die for you. You know, nobody, if I train hop as, like, an 80-year-old, what are they going to do? Right. Like, they'll be like, this yeah. poor old lady, she must be, like, senile. And I'll be like, nope. I'll be are, like, yes. Are you going to... Stay away or I will bite you. Yeah. Are you going to train hop as the train is pulling into the station? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel that's not the best time to do it. Um, any singing runaway train. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings that? Bon Jovi. Oh, 
No. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you always say that. It's I Soul did, Asylum. Oh, okay. I did I did like that. It was um it was a very sad scene of Michael just like I trying love to it. get I, away. I can relate to it just like I'm running away from my responsibilities and it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> it would feel good. <laughs> mm. And other than like Jan coming to talk to him, which we already kind of went through. Yeah. Yeah. That's the episode, the forty minute episode. I think that's it. Right? Better than the other forty minute episodes. Yeah. I this have one was hated solid. every single forty eight minute episode so far and been like, Why are you forty minutes long? Yeah. I still kind of feel that way about this. It could have easily been two episodes, like sure. a part one and a part two. I mean um, it might have been originally, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it could have been. Um, I always assume that these long episodes are like a Super Bowl episode. But there's yeah. not this many Super Bowls in a <laughs> right. In one it was year. a fun year for football fans. Yeah. <laughs> and presumably they still Eight Super Bowls a day. <laughs> presumably they still only had their thirty minute slot, right? Each day. So mm-hmm. they must have been hmm. in two parts. Maybe, yeah. But But yeah, so that was um money. Do you guys have a any quotes that are lingering from this one? I love the whole interaction between Pam and Andy. When, oh. when Pam's like, what's up? And he's like, me. Oh. Like, about Angela's I hate that. And there's like, he's and he's like, check, and he's like visibly checking her Angela out as she's walking through the office and stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh. Real, real thirsty. Gross. I love it. I love it during that scene though, when he's just like, it, Pam's like, I couldn't do that to, to, I couldn't do that to who? Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. Or Angela. Or Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Even though she does admit, like, that they could possibly work out well together. But I did love that she was looking out for Dwight because, you know, they're best friends, so. Yeah. Um, And uh, when he's, he's like, I moonwalked past accounting. That's one of my that's one of my favorite quotes, too. Like, like that's supposed to mean something suave. (laughs) What moves? I, what I moves? like. I've moonwalked past accounting like ten times. Right, like a, a, she give, he gives her a literal move that he's done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a dance move. <laughs> oh man. Oh, very funny. <laughs> Any other quotes? Uh, I I I put down Ryan used me as an object. I yeah. Really did. Um. Definitely, you wouldn't understand it's a secret. I try to use that in my everyday life. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm running away from my responsibilities. It feels good. <laughs> Very good. Feels good. Feels good. Yeah, I guess... Um, Do you have any? I can't... I had a couple, but now I can't remember what they were. I, <laughs> I thought it was ridiculous, the whole, like, I wonder what I would have been back, like back home. Oh. versus <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then also when he's talking about his future and he's like i mean i have a yacht so i'm doing pretty well money-wise yeah, well <laughs> um so vikram yeah yeah I think, vikram. like i understand his like plight here or whatever that like that the way that michael's talking to him but also they were just eating and vikram's like i was a surgeon back home yeah nobody asked you vikram maybe they right. did Mr. Humblebrag. Or just brag, I guess, at this point. Michael probably did ask him. We saw, like, the first, like, the couple of seconds before he said it. Like, it was just out of the blue. I love yeah. I was a surgeon back home. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just saw in my notes that we forgot to talk about the best part of the entire episode, 
when uh, Michael comes into the office after everyone knows he's having money troubles, and he's like, what are we all talking about? Jim and Pam having sex? And oh. starts, like, talking about it, and then realizes that she's there. She's like Michael. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Michael, are you having money problems? Monkey problems? I'm not having monkey problems. I know you heard me correctly. <laughs> I hate monkeys. I hate monkeys. I can relate to that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. Do you guys uh, have a, a Dundee you'd like to hand out? You can give up. You can go ahead. No, Bethany. no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead, Bethany. Uh... I'm going to give a warm hug Dundee to Michael and Dwight who need warm hugs. Aww. Warm um, hugs. I also have more than one person. Oh. I'm going to give a better days ahead or a head Dundee to Michael, Dwight, and Kevin. <laughs> Classic. Um, I'm going to give the New Beginnings Dundee to Lord Rupert Everton. Wait. <laughs> Do you remember who that is? That base, all barely. That sounds familiar, wait, but I can't wait, remember. Because I want to get there. And his, and his DeLorean? No. no. His failed experiment, the DeLorean? Yeah, what was that from? I don't know. Uh, that was, uh, don't remember. That so, was the office, though, right? So, yeah. Lord Rupert Everton is uh, Michael's new personality. That's right. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what, wait, what is this? I already this? have my name picked up. Lord yeah. Rupert Everton. It, yeah. it is the, He's a the merchant. office. He's a merchant prince or whatever he says. It's when Michael is toasting at the cocktails episode. Um, when he says in his failed experiment, I forget who he's toasting. I remember saying that I hate the name of cocktails because it's like not what the episode. Oh is yeah, yeah. Something, but I don't remember what episode that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cool. It's not the episode where Jim and Pam and Ke- like Jim or Jim and Karen go to like uh, David Wallace's house, right? It is. It oh, is that's that the one. episode. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see where that would be misleading. Yeah. Um. Trivia. Trivia. Activia. You just sing the Activia. I I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. If you need help, you need help. Um, (laughs) Gotta keep regular, you know? Gotta. I will go first. All right. Is that Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. What are the alternative names given to fruit farms by Pam and Jim? All of them. Radishin. Uh-huh. Embassy Beats. Uh-huh. Beats Motel. Uh-huh. And whatever Jim says. And the one says. everyone forgi- forgets because, because it's not it. funny. It's like Babish yeah. or something. Babish? No. Uh, Borscht Hotel. Borscht Hotel. Okay. So not funny. <laughs> what is that? Isn't it a type of soup? Like yeah, stew? Yeah, but like, what's the, the hotel? What? What's oh, the hotel oh, I don't know. Like, what's the plan? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope, it's just bad. I think that it was meant to be bad, though, because Pam's so good at it. Is there, like, like a best? Best Western. (laughs) (laughs) Best hotel. (laughs) Um, Next question is, uh, what is on Moses' sweatshirt during the Harry Potter story hour? Oh. I have no idea. Gryffindor. No. (laughs) He is wearing a Jurassic Park sweatshirt. Oh, really? Oh. That seems <laughs> the Jurassic Park logo. That seems really out of place. Uh huh. <laughs> that seems like something that like 
he would have. Yeah, like, like the actor. The, the writer, yeah. The writer, yeah. Yeah, I would, shouldn't most be wearing, like, hand-stitched clothes, though? You'd think, yeah. But he is wearing, like, childish, like, PJ pants, too, I think. Uh, I forget what okay. they are. I don't know. I mean, um, they, like, they, like, they read Harry Potter, and they watch Alias, and... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, true. Battlestar Galactica. They like the fandom shows, like the old, like the classic. I don't know. Yeah. You call I wouldn't really call Jurassic Park a fandom movie. Um. Like a movie with a large following. I don't like know. Like Star Wars or something. Some I mean, people... I think Steven Spielberg just has. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, so. that's true. Um, and my last one is what color? What is the color of the coffee pot slash kettle that is on the coffee machine in the break room? Wow. What? Orange. No. Uh, green. No. Rose gold. It's blue. Oh. It's blue. 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 Like the coffee <coughs> Uh-huh. Classic blue. Interesting. Okay. The coffee pot? Uh-huh. Classic blue. The, the craft that's pouring the coffee into, the into like, the mugs. Hmm. That's, like, an odd color for a carafe. Yeah, I've never seen one that's not glass. Yeah, it's blue. Blow. <laughs> Get over it. It's blue. Get over it. And that's that is that's the last one I have. Okay. Um, uh, what number is the cubicle? Twenty-seven. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better answer than seventeen. Oh. <laughs> you might want to make sure you're correct first. I need new glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Michael's cubicle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. And what year was Scranton established? Oh, shit. Oh, it's on that blanket, huh? Yeah. 1864. 66. Oh, Ooh. shit. That was a guess. That was really good. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I only had two. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Um, how much did Michael spend on a Best of Muppets DVD? $128. <laughs> was that how much it was? I thought it was 120 Oh, okay. Might have I been think it was 125 Oh, okay. Well, we all, we all have different well, we all, answers. Yeah, very vivid Somewhere different in answers. Um, 120s. 20s. Significant digits. <laughs> what is on the uh, door of Dwight's room? Private. Like the plaque. Yeah, private room. Oh. Um, I had a couple others. 27 was one of them. Um, oh, what did Dwight give back to Angela when they were giving back things from their a a CPAP machine is it CPAP no a um sleep apnea mask or whatever uh-huh. machine uh-huh. um her sleeping cardigan <laughs> yeah her regular cardigan <laughs> yeah is that it yeah that's yeah that's it okay <laughs> and not her little cherub or whatever not her, not cherub. her cherub he stole her cherub <laughs> nope it's not there <laughs> yep just wasn't there um, and uh, what does uh, St- what is Stanley's like ideal night at, or night in like? What does he? When does he not uh, like to be bothered or he's whatever? At home, yeah, with his sweats and a glass of wine, watching his mystery stories. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> it does. I know. I saw it. And I was like, that hits home like <laughs> a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you watching Dateline, Stanley? Yeah, I love it. I want to spend an evening with Stanley. Yeah. I just Very love different from his from Florida Stanley. Nice. Oh, yeah, way different. <laughs> I I just love that um, Stanley gets called by Michael 
And then Michael just like starts, you know, instead of like immediately being like, it's not me. He's, you know, when he's like, Michael? And he just is like, Stanley? Stanley? Like gives himself away right away. Yeah. And then tries to cover it up. Satellite TV? Or whatever he says. That's also very, very awkward. Oh my. This is very awkward. And like, I guess Stanley just leaves thinking that he was pranking him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like, Michael would call somebody and pretend to be a telemarketer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that is all that I have. Okay. Cute. So that's ratings then. What are you guys feeling? This a five out of five runaway trains. Ooh, runaway. I'm that's... giving it a five out of five women who be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, now I feel almost... Pressured. Uh, required. It's alright. No, give it, give it what you want. This is one of my favorite episodes. Me too. Series. Me too. The only thing that drags it from down a little bit for me is like Andy being ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a four point seven in five chances of being murdered. That's <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So that brings our official threat level podcast score to. 4.9 runaway women with a chance of being murder murdered. With a chance of being murdered. <laughs> oh, boy! Just getting murdered. Which is like, which that is, is like, which is legitimate. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's, the mo- I feel like that's the one that made yeah. the most sense so far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. So, um, yeah, so next time we'll be talking about season four, episode five, which is, what is it called? Uh, local ad yeah local ad local ad um so if you've made it this far thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you on the flip but if you'd like to stay and hear more of our random thoughts that'll bring us into threat level podcast after dark and it is after dark and it is after dark. And there's a lightning bug on our screen lightning bug you say lightning bug or firefly i say firefly i hate lightning bug i think i grew up saying lightning bug yeah, you're from Pittsburgh, Bethany. You said lightning bug. But, like, I've trained myself to say yeah. Firefly now. Yeah. That's fair. I had to work on it. Yeah. But yeah. Firefly is a great word. I would rather say Firefly, but, like, clearly lightning bug just comes out. But now that Firefly is that weird, like, hipster music festival, I kind of don't want to say it. Oh, that is true. Yeah. It's also a series, right? Yeah. Yes. I haven't um, seen that, but I heard someone once equate it to Cowboy Bebop. Everybody was super pissed when Firefly was canceled. But like, it's only, like, ten pissed. episodes long, yeah, and it was canceled. And, like, it already had, like, a fan base after 10 episodes. Damn. I think I tried to watch it once, and I was like, I am not into this. Like, oh, yeah. I think I've uh, been meaning... I think it's been in my queue for, like, a billion years. Along with, like, the 600 other things I just added. That's funny. Remember when it used to be called a queue? Yeah. yeah. And then people yeah, were like, a what's a quay? Yeah. yeah. So they changed it to what's list. A, what's a queue of a bit? This is like... Yeah. V I C, yeah. T U A L S. Okay. What did I just spell? Hold on, can you do it again. V I C. T U A L S. I don't know. Is it? Say it. No, say it, Jamie. Just say it. I'm gonna it. say vituals. <laughs> That's what a smart person would say. Somebody who knows how to read. That's would what say. someone who knows how to read would say. It's vittles. Vittles? 
Vittles. Vittles. Oh. I brought a cookbook home what? that is called Vittles. And, like, <laughs> I'm just so mad. <laughs> it's irresponsible. Vittles. I feel like it's just due to laziness. Yeah. I don't understand that. <laughs> anyway, it means food. It's the very pretentious. It's like saying I have ennui. It's very pretentious. Oh. A pretentious way of saying food. I feel lacrimose. See, I just... <laughs> <laughs> I am ennui. <laughs> I am agog to learn more of the origin of this. Um, see, I didn't pronounce the C because I assumed that that would be the trick. But it seems that it's more crazy than I could have ever imagined. It's crazier than you could have ever imagined. And the so, cookbook is about like food found, like like Appalachian Trail inspired food. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a, it looks like a nice cookbook. I'm very excited. But um, okay. and Justin was like, maybe that's like the way they say it on the Appalachian Trail. Well, <laughs> I do, I do think that they tend to say Appalachian, but oh, really? Just to throw that out, out it's there. It's weird because like we live in Appalachia, and like, yeah, I was I just... only ever heard it called Appalachian. Yeah, Me too. Or, it, it, until like I started talking to people from not around Appalachia. But they're talking about people who do live there. So yeah. Like, I remember, I remember, I think it was in one of the podcasts on linguistics I was listening to, and it was a guy from Appalachia. And he was like, he was like, people do say Appalachia, but he, he was like, if you're a true like mountain folk, you'll say Appalachia. And the way to remember it is like, if you say Appalachia, I'm going to throw an Appalachia. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a very hick way to say it. To remember it. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. But so Bethany was reading about um, how, like, why victuals is vittles, like, why it's pronounced yeah. vittles. Um, and apparently there's, like, some kind of false, like, the C was put in afterwards. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and so, like, when you're saying, like, the C shouldn't be pronounced, like, that is, like, part of the trick. And, like, it shouldn't be there, but yeah. it isn't that it, it was still there doesn't... first. Like, it, was, it wasn't there yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of... You mean it wasn't in there, in there in the original etymology at all? Yeah. So if I said Appalachia around here, would I get, like... Like, would people be like, oh my gosh, what? That's what I say You're... when people say it. There's a guy at my office that said it the other day, and I'm like, that sounds gross. Because I have a really hard time saying North Versailles yeah. when, it's per- when it is spelled Versailles. I just won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I've been listening to a podcast. I've listened to like the first two episodes of it at this cool. point. Um, it's called Teaching Hard History. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's pretty cool. Uh, it's it's all about um, slavery in America. And oh, it's wow. about, like the podcast is geared towards helping teachers teach, teach about slavery in their classrooms. Um, but really for me, because I will never teach about slavery in my classroom because I'm not a history teacher. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a- it's, it's just interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to hear about um, all these different aspects that, like, you don't. Like, it, it goes beyond Rosa Parks. You okay. Know? Yeah. Which obviously was not during the time of slavery, but. Right. Um, I mean, still during a time of, you know, overt oppression. Right. Yeah. I really I really like that. And that's kind of the thing that I loved about my AP US history class is like we read I can't for the life of me remember what this book is and I would love to read it now. But we read a book that was very like blunt about like all of the atrocities that the US has done from like the beginning of 
the Americas sort of conception to, to like modern day. And um, I really liked that because I feel like we have a tendency to sort of like talk about all how glorious the U.S. is. And I'm sure that other countries also do that to be like, because it sort of instills the patriotic aspect of like, this is the this is the mother or fatherland and we must respect it. Mm-hmm. But right. I, I like just being real about what's going on, because like if you don't know the actual history, it's hard to move. It's hard to like learn from that if. You're just pretending everything was always great, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's um, cool. They, like, the big, uh, like, the f- first two episodes are all about, like, the Civil War itself and, like, the oh. motivations behind the Civil War. So, like, there's, um, there was cool, you don't have to spray him. Though. Yes, I do. He's going to rip the, the screen. Um, there was, uh, sorry. There, so, for instance... Um, there was a talk, there was a conversation that he was having about how, um, so the North was afraid to allow, uh, was afraid to allow black people in the military because if they would, Mm -hmm. they were afraid that they were going to lose British support, I think, or something. I actually Uh, like completely forget like the, the, um, the total nitty-gritty of these details but yeah um there was like there one of the big turning points of the war is when the north was able to uh have not just southern slaves join their military because that would increase their military while at the same time decrease the supplies that the south would have um but also like the other the slave other slaves in the south joining in by like not you know, like causing riots on their farms and stuff and yeah. like just refuse, refusing to work. And so the South had to like reroute their military to patrol the farms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it also took away from their um, sort of force. Yeah. Yeah. From their from their military force, too. And so like the point of the conversation is that like the slaves had a huge part in, in getting their own freedom. Yeah. But uh, they con- like they, they ended the the conversation up with talking about the statue of like abraham lincoln freeing a slave and like while that is you know partially what it is but um also in the statue abraham lincoln has all the power and says like that it says that like he was the person who came in and freed all the slaves as opposed to the slaves helping right their own cause um well so like things like that are like what this the podcast talks about that's cool I think I would really like that. Mm-hmm. Teaching hard history. Teaching hard history. The name of it. How long are the episodes typically? Do you know? Uh, twenty minutes, I think. Oh, oh. totally really doable. Short. Yeah. And you're only on episode two. It's my after I. <laughs> I don't listen to podcasts very often. Yeah. Is what I'll say about. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's my. So it's my it's my third, I, like I'm I'm being weird about it because like it sounds terrible to say and maybe it is a terrible thing but hmm. it's my like third tier podcast after oh. my video game podcast. Oh, sure. That's okay. So it's like after I've listened to everything about the video games, then I'll go to to, to teaching hard. Jamie will probably still like his true crime podcast yeah. better. <laughs> oh, trust me, I will. <laughs> Nothing can beat them. No. Um, speaking of true crime podcasts, though, 
I did uh, find recently, so I was going through like a little bit of a crisis, an existential crisis, and I was like, I want to listen to more things in French because I don't really listen to that much, like that many podcasts or anything in French. All of the true crime I usually listen to is in English. And partly that's because like up to this point, I had a hard time finding true crime podcasts in French that weren't like really cheesy or boring because there's like a way that I feel like English speakers, or maybe it's because it's my native language, I don't know, that we have, like, a, a way of, like, making things interesting and sort of building up that suspense, like, and hype. I feel like that's just the way that Americans specifically podcast. Uh-huh. Like, it's all excitement and stuff, whereas, like, other people perhaps are more boring. But yeah. I no, found it's this... it's very European to be boring. <laughs> Unfortunately, <No>. right? <laughs> but I, <laughs> I love Europe. I mean, you know. But... <laughs> I did find this podcast recently called, uh, it's uh, in French, it's called Le Bureau des Mystères. So the, um, I guess the Office of Mysteries or the Bureau of Mysteries. And it's uh, episodes run around an hour. And the cool thing is that it's um, around like four to five different stories that have something to do with true crime or mystery. So that could be from like a murder case to talking about uh, a show or something that has to do with it or talking about sort of like... um, urban legendy type things um but it's done by these two guys uh called uh, Mathias and Charles and the thing I love most about it is that it's really like a conversation like one guy will tell a story one at a, at a time and then the other guy will actually react to it which is what I love about like my favorite murder and what I really like about small town murder and a number of the different um true crime podcasts I listen to so it's it's cool on like a multiple you know it's interesting and intriguing it feels like I'm listening on a conversation, which is what I like for podcasts mm-hmm. instead of just being like talked to mostly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would I would recommend that Le Bureau des Mystères. And I also wanted to shout out this other thing just because I've been obsessed with this. And so we were talking earlier about sending YouTube links and then none of us ever listening to it <laughs> uh, to our group chat. But um, I was listening through a bunch of different uh, songs that were put up by uh, MCC Theater, which does each year this sort of gala uh, slash event called Miscast, which is where Broadway stars um, or Broadway performers basically get to uh, perform a song that they really, really like, but they would never, ever be cast for. And so it's cool because like you may have like a guy singing a typically female song. You may have like, um, I don't know, any any sort of like assortment of different things and so like one song i'll recommend checking out is by uh, it's sung by jeremy jordan and you can search this on youtube and he sings she used to be mine which is one of like the sto- uh, sto- well, what's the word show-stopping uh, tunes from the broadway musical waitress and it's done with like such emotion and so it's so good that like you kind of get lost and and then you kind of have to remember like this guy singing about like being stuck in an abusive relationship and being pregnant, <laughs> but it's <laughs> so absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, Jeremy so this Jordan. Is a, this is a podcast you're saying? No. So this is just like, it's a, it's a, an event that happens in March, I think. And oh, okay. it's sort of like a gala. And I, I think the, it's sort of like a charity money raising event. Right. Uh, but yeah, so like Broadway performers just come on and, and they choose a song that they would never be cast for. And so that's, that's why it's called Miscast. A really interesting idea. Yeah. That is a very Broadway performer idea, though. It is. Like, I feel like, the, <laughs> like 
that that is absolutely the result of conversations of like oh i love this song but i would never get this part but. yeah <laughs> it's a cool thing it's a cool concept so yeah so those are those two things to check out miscast in general and also le bureau des mystères cool, cool. i guess that leaves me i guess that leaves little bethany i haven't even thought of anything it'll bethy bay <laughs> bethy bay uh, that was my Betty nickname as a Bay. child. It'll oh Betty Bay. Oh my my. Betty Bay. That's because I used to call myself that. Betty like Bay. When I was yes, when I was learning. So to you talk. were talking about Bay before Bay was a thing. Yes, the little originator. Betty Bay. B A E. Uh, what have I been watching? It's gonna be a guest appearance on Reefer Bish. Little Betty Bay. Little Betty Bay. Step aside, little Kim. That's Itty Betty Bay. Yeah, it'll be instead of it'll, it'll be Little Betty Bay. (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) um, I started watching The Handmaid's Tale. Woof, that's hard to watch. Oh, it's so. I I don't recommend binge watching it. Oh no. By the end of the day, I, I watched, like, hours of it. I was, like, crying and oh, mad yeah. and just, like, whoa, that's a tough one to watch. It's so good. And not, I'm not even done with episode or season yeah. one. I'm not even done with episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching hours. I've been like, hours. it's only one hour. Uh, no, it's so good. And I agree. It's, it's something that should be watched, like, one episode at a time. And that's what they're doing. Like, if you catch up, they're releasing yeah. them, you know, one at a time. Oh, are they? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. For some reason, I thought they just, like, added it all to Hulu. Nope. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, that's, that's for the best, I think. She's yeah, a really so good, good actress. Um, oh. What's Elizabeth, her name? Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Oh, she's so good. She's great. Yeah. She doesn't even um, have to say anything, and she's amazing. It's yeah. just... Yeah. The first episode annoyed me, um, just because, like, I, I have to get over the... The voiceovers kind of annoy me. But like um, it gets it gets better for me after and after a while I get there used to it. There aren't too many as you go further. I don't think there are too many. No, and like, it's like long basically voiceovers. right. It's usually just like her reacting as her <laughs> yeah. r- real self now yeah. with just like a word or two. Like oh no, and yeah. like stuff like that that like makes you remember that she was like a regular human yeah. being at one point i just love and when this she... isn't like way set way back in the past yeah. i just love when she like uses like the the typical like greetings and stuff but like mm-hmm. changes it like when she's just like praise fucking be yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> yeah it also like watching this makes me just want to like say praise be to stuff <laughs> i've noticed a lot of people saying praise i know be, um, I'll, I'll see it in youtube comments I'm like... yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i just like um, it because i'm like yes it's funny because like I was reading an article about the Latin phrase that she finds in the in the closet. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and how Margaret Atwood said that like that isn't an accurate phrase. Yeah. Um, and now everybody's getting it tattooed on their body, and she's kind of like, oh no, like I feel like <laughs> I feel like I think I read that like it was a joke in her class or something like that, or like oh, it okay. doesn't really translate to what they say. Um, yeah. But well, and even in the show and book, they sort of say that it's not an actual phrase you know right yeah um but I, I guess that's why people are getting it tattooed on them because it's part of the show so i guess it does it i mean it, yeah i can see that it's, it still holds like meaning i guess yeah yeah exactly no um, i really yeah the series is good i i'm like halfway through the book for the first time i didn't know margaret so. atwood was still alive first of all i feel terrible but i didn't know i thought the book was written 
a long time before Ages the ago, 80s. right? Yeah. But it was like 86 or something. Yeah. I I was shocked. Like, yeah. when I saw an article about her talking about tattoos, I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't yeah. she writing in the age of Charlotte Bronte? I, I really thought that. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what never drew me to the book either, because I had no idea in high school when I think maybe mm-hmm. it might have been like an option that it was a dystopian novel. I thought yeah. it was like a period drama. And I was like, right. I don't want to read this like Charlotte Bronte shit. Yes. So. <laughs> that's what, yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of kids think that, like a lot of high schoolers think that yeah. when they're like forced to read it and then they just go to the spark notes or whatever. It's just, kind of, um, which is kind of annoying because, like, in high school and now, dystopian was my favorite. You know, you would have loved it. I know, I would have loved it. Yeah. Too late. I have not read the book. Um, I probably it's will. Good. After I, I should have maybe read it before the series. It's good. It goes quickly. There are some similarities, but it's it's the pacing is a bit different. Okay. But it's it's good. And then season two of the show is beyond the film or beyond the book. So. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What else are they? Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, what else are they doing? Where it's beyond the book? It's Thirteen Reasons Why. Like they're, they're oh done yeah. With the book. <laughs> uh, they got renewed for a third season. Did you see? Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't know what's gonna happen now, but like Hannah's not a part of it, so it's just like, why Good. is it called Thirteen Reasons Why anymore? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, now they're kind of trapped, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. I so guess I'm, I'm, I guess I'm shouting that out. I don't know if it's worth a shout out because oh, yeah. I think it's been shouted out before. First of all, yeah, pretty sure Madison shouted it out. Madison might have. I might have. It might have been you. Yeah. Oh well, but that's just but the hey. newest thing I've been. That's the newest thing I've been doing. And that's okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, those are some things to check out whilst you wait for our next episode to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we'll be talking about season four, episode five. If you want to watch it beforehand. And that is called Local Ad. Yeah? Yeah. So thanks for listening, everyone. And Thank y'all. We'll catch you on the flip. Catch you on the flip. Bye. Bye. Bye.